Welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Jeff Owens is the WEIU-FM director at Eastern Illinois University, and Joe Gisandi is the author of Field Guide to Covering Sports. The Sports and Media Show is a sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Now, let's go to the show. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. This is the Sports and Media Show. We're back for episode number 28, Joe. My uh, favorite number. <laughs> well, let's. Uh, uh, since a week's passed, I guess the big sports event that happened in the last week was the Masters, and I know you're the the golfer of the two of us. So, uh, talk about your uh, your thoughts on the Masters coverage, and you know Garcia winning and stuff like that. The coverage was was pretty good. I my wife even watched it for for parts of of one of the days, but. Um, apparently, I'm more of the minority because I was just looking at the ratings uh, earlier today, and it was the lowest final round they've had. Thirteen years ever. Oh, ever. It was wow. among the t- bottom four ever. Um, let me see. In 1980 was the last time they had a final round so low. 1961 and 1957 was lower. But in the modern era, it's it's the lowest round that they've ever had. I wonder why, because you really had some of golf's biggest names going into the final Sunday. I don't know if it's because it was a nice weather and people could get out and about or what. Well, you had Sergio Garcia, who's uh, was considered the next big Tiger Woods or Phenom or whatever you want to say, and it's the first time he's won a, ma- uh, a major, I guess, in what seventy-one or seventy-two events. Yep. So he's known internationally and in this country pretty much. He's playing against Justin Rose, who's won British Open and several other events, and is well known. Um, and then you also had two Americans in the mix, young kids. You had Ricky Fowler in the hunt, and you uh, had Jordan Spieth in the hunt. Jordan Spieth, who had finished, I think, what. First, second, first, second, and this year, top, I don't know, he, he faltered a little bit at the end. But you have a bunch of really young, good kids in the, in the United States playing right now, and we're, starting, we're continuing to have lower ratings for that. The only thing that I heard this week about possibly for the ratings being lower is that the Masters' target audience is really an older audience. And those audiences, unfortunately, are dying off, and they're not really captivating a younger audience to watch golf on TV. I think that's a problem in, in, in a lot of sports. I, you know, it, I've been a member at the, the country clubs here in town for, um, and really golf clubs, not country clubs, <laughs> um, for, for a very long time, and uh, like eight, ten years here. And, and I've noticed that we have fewer and fewer members for the reasons you're saying. We, there, there's a lot of older people who aren't playing. They're not getting the infusion of younger players, at least around here. Um, it's an expensive sport. Uh, but it used to be, you know, when, when our you know, dads were watching it and, and it, they would watch it because it was the Masters. Yep. Back then it was about the big events. It was, memo- it was this around this time of year you watch yep. the Masters. The, you know, around Memorial Day you'd watch the Indy 500, right? The, yep. the, the Kentucky Derby. And they're all sort of going down, yep. aren't they? Well, and then I even looked at, it was funny, Monday night, WWE's Raw had better ratings than the baseball game yes. or the NBA game that was on the national channels as well. And it was almost 3-1 to one that WWE's Monday Night Raw beat baseball and basketball. Now, it's a Monday night, it's regular season, and basketball's pretty much over. You could make a point for that. But still, 3-1 to one in terms of viewers are, were watching Monday Night Raw. Wrestling continues to be maybe the most active on social media as far as likes and retweets and whatever social media they're talking about. Instagram, the same thing. So wrestling is, is continues to. Of course, as we all know, it's not real. And uh, I'm sorry to tell you that. There's no Santa Claus either. Yeah. Um, well, unless you're young, then there is. Uh, so, no, so, but, but, that, but it is entertainment, and sports is supposed to be entertainment, exactly. right? Yep. And I guess people aren't getting entertained if you're not playing golf much or you're not caught up with the big event anymore. You're not interested in that, I suppose. But and, 
and there's no doubt right now the NBA's got a problem. I mean, they're they're so thankful the regular season's over because at the end of the year people weren't watching, players sitting out, you know, tanking, whatever you want to call it. Now that the playoffs are come, I think the the, the casual viewer will come back, and the obviously the art and fan is gonna is gonna be there with their team. But trust me, the the pre, uh, you know the commissioner of the NBA, his name escapes me right now, Adam Silver. Adam Silver, thank you, is uh, is thankful that the uh, regular season is is done and the playoffs start this weekend. But but if if he wants it to be entertaining, you had a game between the Mavs and I forget who they were playing the other day, meaningless for the playoff. Um, Mark Cuban wants to bring in Tony Romo, our very own Tony Romo here at Eastern Illinois University. Yes, sir. Um, and they wouldn't let him play. I don't understand well, that. Well, I, I would have if I knew that he was going to be playing. Pff, I would have watched the Mavs game, right? And, and I don't get the concept of him not being able to play. Now, if he was an active NFL quarterback, I get it because you wouldn't want him to fall down and break his wrist or something. But now, because of the Cowboys not wanting him to play, yeah, not the NBA, right? But he is a basically an athlete. He's out there. He's a street free agent. I mean, I, you're a street free agent. I'm a street free yeah. agent. Mark, uh, I'm, I'm available. So by not allowing him to play, I don't really understand that. And obviously, there wasn't a lot of time to argue and fight about it. And some people thought it was gimmicky. I thought it was awesome. It was a great send-off. It shows that the, maybe the Dallas sports community is united between the, the Mavericks and, and the Stars and the Cowboys. I thought it was great, a great idea. And again, Adam Silver, you know, I think he really, really he botched this one. Yeah, and I and I think by and large, from everything I've read about him, that he's doing a pretty good job. Seems like a really smart man. Um, for whatever reasons, who knows what's going behind there, but. The, really, the NBA season needs to be cut by about a quarter. Oh, yeah. It needs yes. to go from about 80 to 60, and people say, well, you're going to lose money, whatever. Well, why? maybe even make it fewer games, because think of the NCAA tournament. They play 25, 30 games, yep. and then they have this billion-dollar you know, well, TV play, contract. Why can't the NBA do something similar to that? Play fewer games, and and add, if you could add, everybody can make the playoffs, and maybe like the worst teams all play single elimination until they get, you know, maybe the top six don't have to play until the other teams have eliminated. But there's ways to do it and then make it fun. It just has to, people have to start thinking differently. And, you know, it's tough to get these big, these big uh, NBA, Major League Baseball to change. But, you know, Major League Baseball changed a couple of years ago, went to the, the extra wild card. And that, that game is awesome if your team wins. <laughs> uh, well, even that time of year, even getting you're, – you're excited because your team may get into that one-game playoff. Yep, exactly. And that creates and what more media coverage, more media coverage, more interest. I mean – Sports now, and media play off each other. One of the things I always find that's the oddity about this weekend is that the National Basketball Association and the National Hockey League all start playoffs, and there are 16 teams in each playoff, which means finding where your team you want to watch the channel is just this weekend is it's amazing because everybody has different channels. You got USA Network, you got Fox Sports One, you got all this stuff. Finding your game this weekend with all the channels out there is still. It's TV driven, but you still got to find it. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's, yeah, I, I don't know. That's one reason I think the ratings are down is that we're becoming more regional. Yep. You, you've got so many teams. So if you're living in Illinois, there's odds are you're probably a Chicago Bulls fan if you grew up here, uh, depending on where. where you, so I, I grew up in New, New Jersey, so obviously I'm, I'm, I'm a Lakers fan, right? <laughs> so, uh, so if I wanted to find out where the Lakers were playing, which of course they're not because they were horrible this year. Uh, but the Clippers, you know, I like to follow the Clippers. Yeah. I like to watch Golden State. I like watching the Cavs. Uh, there's too many games, but the other, I'm also a big baseball fan. So do I? How much of that do I watch? And yeah. then do I want to also watch some of the NHL, which is kind of fun to watch yep. with the Blackhawks and the Blues, and maybe even the Preds. And then maybe there's a PGA game going on this weekend. And then maybe perhaps I want Major League Soccer. <laughs> and of course, the European Cup is going on. And of course, maybe Arsenal's playing in the EPL. 
There's too a, many options. My, there's a lot of options. You won't be able to live your life and watch all of these games. Exactly. So, I don't, but, but do you think it's because, in part, because I was looking at some of the other it's, ratings. It's all about money, if, is the, my short answer, and then I'll oh, answer. Oh. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. But do you think that there's less of an interest in sports, or is it that when we follow winners? For example, the Indians, um, their opener this year, got a 10.45 rating on Sports Time Ohio, which was up 90%, 90% from last year. And... Um, no, that was for a game this past week, and they had a 19.58. 20% of the people in Ohio watched that, which was the highest rated, whereas the best Cavs game ever in that, in that uh, sports time is uh, 14.09. I think so, because I'll give you a perfect example. Baseball season started. I'm an Atlanta Braves baseball fan. My, they're already like six games out. It's one weekend, and I have already have no interest in baseball right now. <laughs> I, and it's that sad when you know your team is going to be bad. You don't even it, like your young shortstop. I like him, but I want to. You remember when you when you win like twenty division titles in a row, and now you're you stink for lack of a better way to say it. And it's just it's tough to get motivated to say, ah, I want to watch the Braves or I want to listen to the Braves or I want to follow the Braves. It's just tough knowing your team is already out of it week one. Makes you appreciate Cubs fans, does it yeah. not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for all these, I, I wonder if after. They're gonna have they're gonna have success over the next three to five years. Yeah. Um, what's gonna happen in ten or twenty years when they like every team inevitably he goes through his are they gonna still be the lovable losers? Are people gonna still go, Oh, they're the Cubs, are they gonna Oh get the upset? Cubs are never gonna be the same. I've told them once they win, it never goes back to being what they were. They're just another baseball team now and they're gonna ride the high for the next few years, maybe even up to a decade, and then everybody falls off, everything's cyclical, and then they're just gonna be another baseball team. They can't be the lovable losers again after a ten year run. Assuming that, you know, without catastrophic injury. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it's funny because the Cardinal fans, meanwhile, are just angry as oh, hell. They're following the, the message boards <laughs> yeah. and everything else. They're going, they're on these radio shows calling in and talking about how horrible they hate, suddenly they hate Colton Wong and, and everybody else. And, you know, I thought they were the best fans in baseball. Uh, they were supposed to be. Uh, they are very, very, uh, I don't know what the word is, thin skinned. Yeah, so. Now like, I do have like a, every other fan. I do want to talk a little bit. About, we'll switch to sports because I have a, a guy that I thought said something this week, and he got blasted for it. Mm -hmm. But the Maryland University's president, his name is Wallace Lowe. Yeah. He might be my new hero. He might be my new hero. He had guts enough to say that possibly that North Carolina could face the death penalty for this academic and athletic scandal in the, in the classroom that has been hanging over North Carolina for the better part of a decade. All North Carolina apparently did was cheat in the classroom uh, at an academic institution. What's wrong with that? I guess nothing. If you listen to Mike Golick in the morning or any of these other guys who are defending uh, uh, North Carolina because it was a class. Well, the class was filtered or it was, was filled with athletes yeah. who all knew to took this class. I mean, so some of the stuff that's come out, yeah, it was a class. I'll give you that. Were there some non-athletes in this class? Yes, I'll give you that. But this academic advisor followed Roy Williams from Kansas to North Carolina. So you're telling me that Roy Williams wasn't in contact with this person? I don't know. He, Seems a little odd. There's a little oddness there. Uh, well, a lot of oddness there. I mean, Roy Williams, I think, called the, the president an idiot. But uh, I, I would take a harsh stand. If, if anybody does any sort of things like this, I would I would rip them really hard every, for every single thing. That's what's happening is we continue to allow things like this. We're going to suddenly have our ethics erode everywhere, everything from the media to sports to our, our daily life. Whatever the hell happened about, you know, being accountable. Yeah, exactly. And again, I've said forever, 
I'm obviously an anti-North Carolina fan in, in all sports. I don't like him. Don't like Roy Williams at all. But here it is: they were they obviously have done something wrong at North Carolina. The basketball team was involved in something wrong. I don't care if it's one um, a one game suspension for the for Roy Williams, a ten game suspension for Roy Williams, a fine, uh, loss of scholarship. But something needs to happen so at least it's over with. As long as it hangs over there, Roy Williams can call whoever he wants an idiot an idiot. But there was an investigation, and they did find academic fraud, and his athletes were there. So put one and one and one together, you got something going on, and the NCAA needs to step up and do something. And I'm glad that President Wallace Lowe of Maryland at least had the guts to say something. He might have went a little too far, but, you know, enough's enough. Push comes to shove. Let's get something done. Well, I don't think it's going too far to have your opinion. You I know, agree. He said that uh, it should have the death penalty, and this is a president who – who's taking a stand. I would be curious to see if this same president is taking these other stands about limiting the amount of travel for his basketball players or, or, or <laughs> football players or not taking money from corporate sponsors that may or may not be something that's akin to, I mean, that, that's well, something Maryland's that you in the would big respect. Ten now, so you know they're not going to worry about travel. Right, anymore. right. And that's, and that's kind of sad. I, I, you know, but things change, but yep. it, that was always a great rivalry. Talking about the ACC, um, H, that, what's the H Bill 2, the, the, the House yeah. Bill 2 coming out of North Carolina, Apparently, they're trying to re-implement the uh, bathroom, uh, what bathrooms you can go in if you're transgender. Yeah. And the four or five legislators in North Carolina said, well, if that happens, then we are gonna pa- we're starting a bill where North Carolina and North Carolina State are going to leave the ACC. I, what do you think? I, I thought that was a stance that at least got some attention, and it makes people understand the, the issue. Whatever your stance on the issue, you're now paying attention to it because a lot of those fans or a lot of those people out there are fans of either North Carolina State or North Carolina or Duke, which is that's your two of your rival schools. So uh, I thought, again, I like people that take a stance and aren't afraid to say what they believe and then don't apologize because you feel pressure to. If that's how you believe, stand up for it. Unless it's something really dumb, then go away. I, I got a sense that they, that these guys in there are passing the bill because they're angry at the NCAA and that they want House Bill 2 to pass. I, I haven't read enough about that. Yeah, I, I, again, I have more of the headlines on that one, too. Right. But, yeah. but, but the one thing that was interesting is they clearly didn't do the math because if the NC and NC State pull out of the ACC, it's going to cost each school $90 million oh, really? to pull out because ACC made it even more punitive to get out after Maryland got out. Uh-huh. And apparently they have to give up their media rights for like a decade. And, and I mean, it, it's really a really hard thing to get out of certain conferences now. Miles Garrett, uh, the potential number one draft pick in the NFL, did something unusual this week. He was scheduled to go on the air with Mike and Mike in the morning. Well, one of the Mikes wasn't there, and the guy that was on in replace of Mike Golick is Booger McFarland, the former defensive end. And when he found that out, a minute before going on, said, nope, I'm not going on with you. What was the reason? I didn't know that. I guess Booger Booger McFarland was very critical of Texas A&M and even some of the stuff about Miles Garrett getting a a lot of sacks against lesser colleges, Mm -hmm. and that's how he stacked his stats in college. And Miles Garrett said, you know what, if that's how you feel about me, I, I don't want to go on with you. And, you know, again, he took a stance. Uh, it it kind of I, – I don't know if it was the right way to do it a minute before. He probably should have no. known that Burger McFarland was on there before a minute before. But, it again, it makes great TV, too. It makes a lot of people talk, and we're talking about it. But uh, – 
it's one of those things. I mean, it's tough to call. As they would have said during the pre- recent primary, he would have probably been called a snowflake. <laughs> um, I don't understand why it would matter who's interviewing you. If, if you're not tough enough to talk to someone who's, who, who said something perhaps negative about you, then where's your backbone? And maybe you're not someone I want on my team. If you really can't deal with somebody who said something. I, I watched this week Booger McFarland a couple of times in there. He asked some really fine questions. Yeah. He does a really good job. I, I, I like him a whole lot. Yeah. And if he said something, he's saying what he his job is to make opinions and to assess certain things. And if he can't deal with that at this level, he's going to have problems the rest of his life because that's what, you know, this relationship between media, whether it's a hard news or soft news or whatever you want to call it, and the athletes, they have to realize that that's part of the relationship. You're getting paid in part for this relationship because the media is going to disseminate that information. The media is going to get give you exposure and good or bad, like Barnum said, you know, spell my name right. <laughs> and he's this guy, you know, yeah. uh, Miles clearly can't handle that. He's going to have to grow up. And on the same uh, kind of the same vein, yesterday on the Rich Eisen show, Rich had uh, Oklahoma running back Joe Mixon on, who's uh, declared for the draft. Obviously, had some serious problems a couple of that two years ago. Oh yeah. Now I will, you know, I'll give you. All, I'm obviously an Oklahoma football fan, as you know, out there. So, but I tell you what, Rich Eisen took. Joe Mixon a task. Joe Mixon did his best to answer. Now, Eisen was rapid fire asking Good. some really tough questions, and you could tell Mixon he did. He never got mad or upset, but he was dis, he was you could he was distressed. You could just tell that there was a distressed sound. He kept saying, "I'm doing better. I'm trying to work through it. I, I'm looking through my." And he kept saying the same thing, and and he just didn't know what to say. In a couple instances, he tried to do as best as he could, saying he was doing stuff for kids and do, saying the right answers. But Rich Eisen, I tell you what, it's the toughest I've ever seen Rich Eisen on an athlete. Ever, uh, which I, I Mixon needed it because he obviously did it. But I tell you what, I'm going to guess he Joe Mixon was sweating a lot after that one. Well, it's our job in media to ask the tough questions, yeah. and ultimately Mixon may not know it now, but that may have been the best gift he was ever given because he had to answer him on air on the NFL Network in front of all of these hundreds of thousands, and it's going to be dis- disseminated yep. with with millions more. And maybe he won't have to answer these questions time and time again later, or maybe he's better prepared to answer them in the future. I think he'll be prepared for sure because Eisen took him to task and. It was a really good interview, Rich Eisen. And I was kind of, once in a while, I was like, come on, Rich, let throw one softball question in there. Let the poor kid breathe that Eisen just kept coming at him. And it was, it was interesting, you know, how, you know, how it, how it all portrayed. If you get a chance to check that out, definitely check that one out. Um, NFL draft in two weeks. Starts two weeks from the day of this taping. Uh, I, I love the NFL draft. I can sit there and watch pick by pick by pick. My wife thinks I'm an idiot. My family goes, how can you sit there? I find it fascinating. What, what about you? I used to find it fascinating. I just not anymore. <laughs> it takes a lot to get me interested in, in things like that. Cause, I mean, I'm interested. I'll read about it, but I'm not captivated. There's very few things. Let me put it this way: if, that captivate me. If a lot. I had my way, next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, my family could all go on a vacation. You could just leave me with some uh, refreshments and a few snacks, and I could watch the NFL draft and not be and not be bothered. So you're putting up some money to send them to uh, <laughs> Six Flags? Unfortunately, or, I'm sure or we'll, I think else. it's prom weekend as well as uh, there'll be baseball. So I'll have to not watch it, but I could in in a, in, in, a, in a best case scenario. What I do could. you like best about it? I love the athlete. I love just to find out where my the guys. I love college football, so I love to find out where the the Joe Mixons are going to go, the the Oklahoma guys, whether or not some of the Illinois players are going to go. Whether East Illinois' own uh, you know Devin Church, the running back, has a chance to go, maybe late, probably be a free agent pick. You know, just you know, and then the talk about Romo, the talk about Garoppolo. There's so many ties locally that we you could put into it. I've and obviously what the Steelers do. I have buddies who are all Bears and Colts fans, and you know, so see what they do. Then we can talk about it afterwards. I just find it fascinating. One of my favorite times of the year. I, I do like how I'm always impressed how much 
that they know about oh. each player. You know, oh well, he's a 12th rank uh, running yeah. back from whatever, and he has this. And I, I'm I'm uh. overwhelmed with the with the amount of research that they do. Mel Kiper every year it gets better um, too. He, 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 I, I wish Mel Kiper would you know assess all the elections coming up. You know, <laughs> he's the he's he's the independent in the 43rd district from Ohio. But you know, a lot of things with sports. I'd love that, but I just can't. Sit in front of a TV for that long, but you can watch <laughs> unless it's you can people watch, hitting a little white ball you around can watch Augusta at Augusta. Yeah. You know, watching these uh, people. But this uh, week I won't watch that much golf. But it's really the British Open or or the Open. I uh, like and, the and Open Augusta. because it's always windy and nasty. That's the one I might yes, watch a little bit. Yes, it's of. it's nature's revenge against these guys having problems like I do there every day. Anything else on your list, Mister Joe? Well, several things. Uh, Chief Wahoo is in the news again, and uh, we have the Redskins. They're trying to get rid of the name. Um, and, and I think, understandably, you know, that's a derogatory name. Uh, Chief Wahoo is a logo where you have a, a, a Native American caricature. And I thought the worst defense of you having Chief Wahoo was it's just a caricature. And a caricature is supposed to be something that's exaggerated and is supposed to make fun that, of something. And the, I knew where you were going on that one. Yep. I agree 100%. Do you think? Yeah. So, I mean, the Indians is not a – I don't think that's a mean spirit. I mean, it would be like the Americans or the yeah. Indians or whatever it happens to be. Now, the logo, I don't think it's egregious, but I think I understand why people are upset about it. What it yeah, it's a smiling, funny-looking Indian, and they are making <laughs> fun of him. I'm sorry. You know, the Braves had that a little bit when they had, the, you know, the, the original uh, – they used a, a caricature of that, and they right. kind of got away from that, and they, they used more of the the tomahawk or the or the A. But, I yeah, I get it. I mean, it's, it's time for some of these things to go away in our society. Yeah. Uh, uh, un- interestingly, the Florida State Seminoles still can use Seminoles. Well, they the spo- supposedly the Seminole tribe okayed that because they found like the four Seminoles that are left on the planet, and they said that's okay. So right, and and when actually you now have there's very few like you said, true blood, and actually some would even argue there's not many having been in Florida. You know, there's a Seminole tribe down in the Everglades, yeah. and there's sort of a con- a- aggregation of a bunch of different tribes. But they okay it, and one reason they okay it is because Florida State pays them off. You know, they have a relationship. Um, so that's I guess Illinois did not want to do that with the Illinois. But there's on. no, but is there even, do they even know any connection to any Illinois tribe that's indigenous I to this can, area? I, I th- could not tell you that answer. I, I thought that I heard when I read here. But that every, about every year and a half, you'll hear the, let's bring back the chief Illini Wick at Illinois. And <laughs> it's like, not happening. It's not going to happen. I mean, you can, you, sometimes you got to let go of the dream, and that one's gone. <laughs> yeah, that's like, you know, let's, let's bring back these open bar par- office parties, too. <laughs> that's not happening either. I know. Which stinks. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is a terrible thing. Um, some other things about Mus- uh, Russell Westbrook I thought was interesting. You know, he's, he ended up with the triple-double. And the New York Times, if you have a chance to check it out, they, they, they had different writers saying what's the accomplishment they think is just as interesting. Of the first three, only one of them I really even knew. They, they had some guy in the 1880s for cricket and something he did that seemed amazing and historical. <laughs> uh, but I, I just, I don't, un- that's the one sport I don't understand. Yeah. And then they also talked about who was who the, um, uh, I'm not sure. Who's who's the uh, player for UConn, the women's basketball player who won four championships and three players? Maya Moore. That may be it because they were they were drafted one two three and she was number one yeah. and they were talking and that is amazing you know you win four championships three players a year the one I understood more than any of them was you know um, Ricky Henderson had 130 stolen bases in what was it 1982 and um, that was more than 
I think they said 10 different teams. It's sort of like Babe Ruth's home run total in 1921. It'd be more than every team now in Major League Baseball, probably combined. I mean, the, the stolen base is a, is a lost art right now other than the kid from Cincinnati. Yeah, well, metrics are showing that the, the loss that you have, they possibly have against the gains, are not frankly worth it. And metrics are running everything nowadays. Yeah, they are. And pitchers are throwing harder, so you understand it. Yeah, so. they're all throwing about, what, 98, 99, <laughs> like, yeah. 101, and they're hitting that. All right, pick one more topic, Joe, and we're out of here. So we'll, uh... well, I'd, uh, you had uh, John Madden. I guess I'm going to talk about that. Is that I just saw that he said something, but I didn't get the details. Give us he the details. just said something about he was shocked about Raiders leaving and going to Vegas that quickly. And I think part of it was that he was angry they were leaving L.A. But uh, I, I, I continue to be surprised that they're going to Vegas right now. The NHL's there. The NFL's there. Be curious to see the first time. You know that there's going to be beat reporters hanging out at the casinos and the bars um, when they're going to that town. Well, I already saw where, where the the guy wants to make an Oakland bar in in Vegas. You know, so there's all this kind of stuff. It's crazy. I mean, they're just yeah. But you know, again, I say when my kids always ask me something, I go follow the money. And right now, the money is in Vegas, and that's where the Golden Knights yeah, and the Raiders is. are going to play. Awesome. I love the name the Golden Knights for hockey too. Oh, it's it just a great name. I, I'd like something. I don't know, tumbling dice. I don't or know. The Golden Knights just sounds good. I don't know. Golden Knights is well, I like it because that's my alma mater, University of Central Florida. Oh, there is you the go. Golden Knights. So, of course, I love that one. There you go. All right. Well, another good show. Appreciate it, Joe. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. We'll see you next week, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the sports media show with Jeff and Joe. Check back weekly for the next show. This is the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports.